1: Your morning starts
2: now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport.
1: Start your trip at CBG There's laziness and then there is so lazy that even talking seems like too much work. I uh, get that. But 64% of people say they have actually texted someone that is in the <laughs> same room as them. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: I mean, don't you guys ever get All tired of talking? I mean, I cannot believe that I
0: actually do, but I do. I have moments I just don't want to. Dude, I was so lazy when I live with my parents. I used to text my mom and be like, Can you turn my light off when you go to bed? And I, like, she would be in the living room three, you know, Uh three feet away from me. And I am so lazy that I don't want to get out of my own bed to turn off the light.
1: Do it all the time. I mean, when Kristen's kids started, and what's funny is they didn't even bat an eye because it seemed like such a convenience because she was happy she didn't have to yell upstairs and the kids were happy that they didn't have to move. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you need information from someone immediately like, what is this
2: person's name that I'm talking to? (laughs) I know. I use Fritch for that all the time. Yeah. You both
0: both do. Yeah. 88%
1: 88% of people, though, feel uneasy. Here are some other stats about phones. 88% of people feel uneasy leaving their phone at home. Kristen went to work on Saturday, and I was doing some stuff around the house. And then when I went into the family room to sit down, I realized she had left her phone. And I looked at her phone, and there were like five missed calls from her work. Like, she was very concerned that she did not have her phone with her, which, you know,
2: well, did she know that it was at home, or did she think she maybe had lost it somewhere? That- she oh,
1: yeah. she was leaning toward home, but she wasn't a hundred percent sure. but yeah. you know, you can't you're not really supposed to use your phone when you're working anyway. So.
2: but still, when you're a mother, you always want to be reachable, yeah, regardless yeah. I think of how old your kids are. I mean, I will like go into a panic if I go to one of like the movie premieres that they do, you know, how they'll send the media to see it before everybody else. And they don't let you in with your phones because they don't want you recording the movie before it gets released. Mm -hmm. So they will have you put your phone in a brown paper bag and leave it outside the theater on a table. That is very hard for me to do. I don't like that either. either. It's very hard for me to do for the only reason that if somebody, if Jacob needs to reach me or somebody needs to reach
0: me about Jacob, even if it's just two hours, it's still... I wonder if it would still, like, if you had an Apple Watch on, if it would still be close enough that you could get the message on your Apple Watch. Oh, that's a good question. How, How close like does Like, you can't have record, but I'm just curious. I don't know, because sometimes I can be outside of my house and my phone will be inside and I'll still You'll get, it. get it.
1: On your watch, you can, yeah. you can see that you're getting a, a call. Plus, I
0: hate waiting on the line to get my phone back. Mm. <laughs> that's the other thing you just, I hate I, about that. I, 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 don't leave, it I just <laughs> leave it in the car.
1: I just leave it in the car. Uh, Speaking of the Apple Watch, there's a a guy here locally who's very happy he decided to wear an Apple Watch. His name is Chris Spinello. He's the VP of Communications for the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, uh, the Pops, and May Festival. He was alerted by his Apple Watch that he was in atrial fibrillation.
2: Yeah, I've heard of this happening because it monitors your heart rate. It does, yeah.
1: And he had an irregular or, or rapid heart rate, and the Apple Watch told him so. A trip to the ER revealed that he had AFib caused by the flu pneumonia. After a hospital stay, he's returned home. He's clear of both the flu and AFib, but, man, that's pretty good. You know, Mm -hmm. the watch is, I don't know how he was feeling leading up, but if, assuming he wasn't really feeling any symptoms or thought he was just feeling a little run down and tired, it's probably good that he caught it earlier than later. Also this morning, speaking of living longer and being healthy, according to this new study, drinking beer can almost double a chance, a man's chances of living until at least the age of 90. Isn't that a glorious That's really thing. good information. Now, why men and not women? Well, it increases women's chances, but only by a third. But for men, it doubles their chances. Yeah. It's I mean, de- we wise. need
2: more than just a couple of beers to get us through life. <laughs>
1: The study found that the best results come from drinking about eight ounces of beer a day. If you put down any more than that, like two or three full beers, then you're still more likely to make it to age 90 than people who don't drink. The researchers just say it's more proof that alcohol in moderation is good for your heart. but, But they can't really explain why. They just know that it is, right? Evidently, according to this one report.
2: Rain Wilson, Amer Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: Which came from the Irish Sun, the widely read Irish Sun. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: it's Irish, so they know drinking. <laughs> they sure do. The Irish Sun.
1: I know. A buddy of mine went to the, um, what is it, that, that, what's their famous uh brewery guinness yes went to the guinness brewery where they have like this uh top floor bar and i guess you know they will teach you they will train you how to dispense of a beer so it has like the perfect head without Uh, spilling it there's a science to it and an art yes there really is that's cool and that's evidently a thing and uh uh, a couple of people that I know have actually gone to that, and they said it's it's a ton of fun, but it's a lot harder than it looks. Mm-hmm. Maybe your giant ACDC rules neck tattoo really is the reason you can't seem to land that corporate job, but according to this new survey, more than half of hiring managers admitted they decided not to hire someone because of their appearance. Appearance matters. Even though there's a chance they could get sued if the person found out it still plays into hiring managers' biases. The top reasons they reject someone are visible tattoos. Wow, Still, in 2020, visible piercings or the way someone is dressed. I could see how if the, the way someone is dressed, if they don't look like they have have it together, you know and if they look somewhat a,
0: professional, depending yeah. upon the job. Well, if they look sloppy, like if they show up wrinkled or... Right. All know. I know
2: is obviously if I leave this radio gig someday, I'm going to have trouble getting hired if those are the standards. Because
0: you get a lot of tattoos?
2: Probably, yeah. This woman is
1: wearing seven scarves. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wardrobe.
1: <laughs> Hair color or style also Dang. played into it.
0: You just I have be to in go trouble into there the too. interview really good. You know what I mean? And then then surprise them later with the real me. Yeah, that's what you
1: should do. Trick them. Go in there and dress like the mummy. Just your face showing.
2: Yeah.
1: And then then let them know. Then reveal yourself. study also found about a third of bosses uh, would not hire someone who dropped out of school regardless of their appearance. And one in five... Still would not hire someone with a criminal record. So those are the latest stats. It's 731. Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. we got to take a break here. Um, I'm assuming it had to have been anonymous because I can't, you know, imagine they would have answered this question in front of their significant other. But people in relationships were asked who is smarter, them or their significant other.
2: Now, did they get specific? Because I think probably
1: in most relationships,
2: one is usually smarter than the other on some
1: topics and on other yeah.
2: topics, they're not. Right. So I don't know how they're gauging this overall level of intelligence.
1: Well, I'm not sure either, but I, what I did think was amusing is we are three times more likely to say that we are the smarter ones. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't say that. I would say that Scott's way smarter than me. About some things. I mean, most things. I mean, I I will slay him in pop culture, but he is really good at math and science. How yeah, about parenting, problem solving. How things work. I mean, I'm, clearly I'm better at that. Right. So. <laughs> but I mean, as far as like IQ wise, I think he would just kill me on yeah. the IQ stuff. You know, like. Hyperbole. What does that mean? I don't know, but I bet he knows. (laughs)
1: 30% of the people in the poll either didn't have a partner or weren't sure who was more intelligent. But of the people who did answer, a third said they're the smarter one.
0: I wonder if he would say that I was smarter than him now. It depends
2: on what context the question, you know, because it depends on what you immediately come up with. You know, what is right. smarter for you? For you, smarter means IQ. It means that he's this book smart, engineer, brilliant minded guy. For other people, it might be somebody might say, well, Fritch is obviously the smarter one because she knows exactly what to do to take care of Penelope. Yeah. And, you know, true. So it's all the lens. Like, what do you think, Jeff? You and Kristen.
1: Oh, I think I lucked out on this one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I level up. Yeah. I mean, I, I dropped out of my first year of community college and she graduated from an Ivy League school. So, yeah. You know, so if we're looking at it from academics, she's certainly more accomplished. And she's definitely smarter in areas where I probably fall short. But I don't know. But I do. But I'll tell you what, like there is something to be said for being in an equal partnership where you feel like you compliment each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as long as you're not in a relationship, I think you're. it's, you know, if you're lucky enough to be with someone who you can profit off of their wicked intelligence, that's what a gift, you know, that's great. As long as they don't feel the need to, um, advertise or assert their intelligence as a way to elevate themselves at your expense.
0: Yeah. Like I'm so much smarter than you.
1: Right. Or or just a little reminder that you're not as smart as me, then that kind of gives away their insecurity. But
0: what about you?
2: I wonder what what is like hard about being the smarter one. Like if, if the smarter one is significantly smarter than the other Then, yeah, the other doesn't want to be talked down to or reminded constantly that they're not the sharpest bulb in the drawer or whatever. But does the smarter one sometimes get bored because they can't really have the conversations that they want to talk about because their partner
1: can't keep up? If there's a huge deficit, I would imagine they would be bored.
2: That's a huge, you know, because, I mean, we're all very quick to say to the smarter one, stop being so smart and reminding everybody you're so smart. At the same time, the smart one's got struggles too. You know, who's smarter? Or between so these? you've heard. I've heard. Well, I'm sure <laughs> nobody gets out of this without the
1: struggle. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say we were both equally smart. He is better, more organizationally smart, and I'm—I don't know, maybe more street common sense smart. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever given this ever a thought.
0: <laughs> I think it's str- <laughs> like it's like when Scott and I struggle with stuff. It's because I don't—I'm not taking things seriously. And because I feel like sometimes he's the smarter one in the relationship that it's like always serious. And I'm just like, why do you, I don't know. I don't care how that works. You know, and that's, I think, a struggle, too. I because- think you
1: two definitely compliment <laughs> each other. Oh, yeah, for I sure. mean, he's definitely got an engineer's brain. Yeah.
2: But like, you got you're, you bring the heart.
0: Yes. But there was this noise in the basement. Like from our humidifier, and I'm like, can't you just put like a bunch of insulation around it and have it not be like that anymore? And of course, he's like, that's not how that works. And I'm like, ah, I can't anymore. Yeah. I just want it. You know what I mean? Just fix it. Just fix it. Right. Just fix it. And <laughs> I, I mean, there are so many.
2: There are so many ways I'm dumb or things I'm dumb about. You know. Like basic, obviously, a lot of basic life skills. Cooking <laughs> for starters. Start. Yeah, you know, I can't cook. I can't organize paperwork. I can't. You know. Probably, you just
1: don't want to. It's Jen.
2: so. Uh, it, it's beyond that the the anxiety <laughs> it's beyond that the exact the anxiety that it creates in me to just look at that. to me is such an overwhelming part of life to manage all of that. That's where overwhelm hits me. And I'm just like, no.
0: No. No.
1: Well, men were slightly more likely to say they're smarter, but it was almost equal. Um, About a third of both men and women uh, were more likely to say that they are the smarter.
2: Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and
1: Jen Morning Show podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.